Welcome to the Unchained Podcast. This is a space where we talk openly about topics that are typically seen as taboo in casual conversation. We want to remove barriers for people to share their stories without fear. Well, hey guys, welcome back. Um, It has been too long, but now here we are. This episode, uh, this week, we're going to talk about period myths. Um, And a lot of other episodes, we talked about period stuff, uh, birth control stuff, all that kind of the same topic, basically. But I thought this time it would be kind of fun to go through some of the myths and craziness and things that we think and other people think around the world about periods. Because they've, for so many years, they've been this mysterious, mythical, uh, scary thing that people just don't want to talk about, that just nobody wants to touch in conversation. Um, So let's dive in. Um, You know, first of all, we're going to talk about superstitions around the world. And let me just tell you, this was an internet rabbit trail. If you ever think about getting super lost in the interwebs, this will get you lost and you won't be able to find your way back. Um, but there's so many things out there in terms of superstitions globally about periods. Lots of stuff out there about not washing your hair when you're in a period. Um, also stuff about not swimming or being around water. That's like a big one. A lot of cultures have no water while on your period policy kind of stuff. In the USA, now this this myth I heard like all my life that you shouldn't go camping while you're on your period because bears will get you. Totally heard that. Was always terrified to go into the woods when I was on my period growing up. Um, Didn't hear that from my mom because my mom was smarter than that. But just, you know, you hear things. Um, Okay, my Malaysian friend said that they have this myth over there that if you don't wash out your pads, that ghosts will haunt you. Yes. That sounds really scary. Um, Oh, and yesterday I was having coffee with my Polish friend. um, And she said that her grandmother told her not to have a hot shower or sit in the sun during your period because it could make you bleed heavier. Um, I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds terrifying. And, you know, it was hilarious as we were sitting next to this guy um, on a laptop. We were in a cafe and we were just, you know, casually talking about blood. And I realized he got up and moved. And I thought, oh, man, we're having a full-blown conversation about blood in a coffee shop. And, I mean, even though period blood isn't dirty, yes, but it's blood, you know, blood nonetheless. So I'm sorry, guy in coffee shop, if you felt queasy about us talking about blood. I apologize. Um, So moving on, um, Japan. So apparently... They say that if you're on your period, now this is probably, this is definitely not every Japanese person. This is totally, um, what do you call it? This is just a blanket thing, um, not representative of the population. It's just a a weird myth. Like there's myths everywhere. But apparently some people think that while you're on your period, you shouldn't make sushi because your taste buds aren't right. So that's interesting to think about. Oh, um, last one. Apparently in Italy, if you cook anything on your period, everything you cook will be a disaster. Um, you know, this one might have some validity. <laughs> um, um, because, you know, while I have cooked many a creative thing while on my period, you know, there is some pain involved, which might make cooking a disaster, you know. So moving on, we're going to talk about five 
kind of common uh, myths about periods in this neck of the woods. So I'm in Ireland. So in this neck of the woods, here's some some myths that are circulating that we can just talk about now. So number one, that syncing up happens if you live with other women. So, wow, why do we think this? In fact, I was talking about this very thing with that friend yesterday in the coffee shop because she was like, it happens, it happens. I'm like, I know it totally happens, but it's not a thing. <laughs> Sinking up isn't a thing. Um, because during my deep dive, um, ran across a study. So the original study, um, which is where we get this whole syncing up thing from, the, the idea of syncing up, was from an, a 1971 study from a publication called Nature um, that named it the McClintock effect, that effect of women syncing up who, who live together. Um, the study claimed that pheromones, along with some other things, contributed to women syncing up. And they studied 135 Wesley College students, um, and that's they got their results from that. Now, other studies tried to duplicate this one, but ultimately it was found that the original study had statistical and metho methodological, how do you say that word, <laughs> methodological errors. Um, and this is one of the big ones that people talk about, um, um, about research. The mark of a good study is if it can be successfully duplicated by somebody else. So this one, unfortunately, could not be duplicated well. Um, so what's with the phenomenon, though? Like, we've all seen it. Um, I used to live in a house with, like, six other girls. We've seen this phenomenon. Um, I read an article that quoted, um, it's simply a matter of time. Over time, a woman who has a three-week cycle and another who has a five-week cycle will eventually see their periods coincide and diverge again. So there you go. Um, if you live with other women, it's just a matter of time before some, if not all of you, happen to have periods around the same time. So it's math, people. That is the, the mysterious answer. It's not the moon. It's not pheromones. It's math. So there you go. All right. Myth number two, menstrual blood is dirty. So this is like, this is like something that has been circulating for hundreds of years thousands of years, a long time that menstrual blood is dirty. Um, but simple fact is it's just as quote clean as regular bog standard blood, just your run of the mill blood. Um, that being said, any blood has the potential to carry diseases sometimes, you know, HIV, other sexually transmitted infections, that stuff that gets in blood. So, you know, it's not, you know, clean as wind-driven snow, it's blood, but it's not dirtier than any old other blood. Um, you know, just because it comes out of a vagina doesn't mean it's, it's diseased. So there it is. Um, it has some other clean things that are, that regular blood just doesn't have. So that would include tissue from inside the womb called endometrial tissue. Um, those are the clots that come out. You're wondering, oh my gosh, what is this? It's just that tissue coming out. It's the tissue that was previously built up during uh, the first part of your cycle to get ready for that implanted egg. Egg didn't show up. Your uterus is sad. So that tissue is... Your, I'm laughing. That tissue is the tears of your uterus. Oh, I didn't make a baby. Uh, that tissue is what makes up the clots. So 
So there you go. And the other thing that would be in period blood would be secretions from the cervix and the vagina. So the fluid that um, comes out with that blood, it's basically water and electrolytes like potassium and sodium. It keeps your pH safe. The internal pH keeps it free from harmful bacteria. So those are the other things that are up in the blood. And, you know, people are like, oh, but the smell, oh, no. The smell from the period blood, it mostly comes from a combo of healthy bacteria, lactobacillus, and a smidgen of copper that's found in your blood. So if period blood smells strongly, it's usually just an indication that the pad or the tampon or what menstrual cup or whatever you're using needs to be changed out. So blood has a smell, and that's just a fact of life. So number three. Uh, myth number three is skipping a period, quote, period week on your birth control pills isn't safe. So we did this in an episode about contraception a while back where we talked about birth control pills, how they were invented. Uh, long story short, the, quote, period week of your pill pack was put there initially because the inventors thought that women wouldn't take them if they didn't have a normal monthly bleed. Um, in part, this might have been a good thing for some women who were trying to conceal their <clears throat> pill taking from an unapproving husband or they needed to feel some women just uh, didn't feel right didn't feel normal if they didn't have a monthly bleed and that helped them making this change in their life um, but there's actually no medical need to have a period on birth control if that birth control is hormonal why um, the pill stops your ovulation while you're taking it and the lining of your womb doesn't build up in a normal cycle, the inside of your uterus builds up to prepare for the egg to implant and then breaks down when you don't get pregnant. <clears throat> so there you go. No buildup means no need to break it down. I say all that with a grain of salt because, you know, from what we know about contraceptive pills, they're relatively safe, like in terms of the risks um, for things like blood clots. It's safer to take the pills and actually get pregnant, that kind of thing. But we keep learning because science and discovery keeps changing, changes constantly. You know, everybody on the internet is all freaking out about, oh, scientists are lying about things related to COVID and all that. <clears throat> but, you know, it's funny. People are seeing in real time the rapid changes that happen in scientific discovery. So it's no surprise that scientists change their minds. They're not changing their minds. Science is just changing. So. That's a little scientific tidbit there. Um, in 20 years, we have no idea what scientists will uncover. So the mystery of life, we will just keep learning. Moving on to myth number four, you can't get pregnant on your period. So uh, I'm sure people out there are like, uh, I definitely got pregnant on my period. <laughs> it definitely can still happen, even though there's it's so crazy how people even reproduce, really. It's kind of a miracle. There's usually, there's only a two-day window around ovulation where you're the most fertile, um, but sperm can live inside the female body for around three to up to five days. Some sources say a week. Well, I'm like, wow, okay. So if you have unprotected sex towards the end of your period, there's a chance those guys could survive long enough to find an egg. They are pretty uh, determined, let me say. Also, sometimes we can make the mistake, um, we can mistake bleeding during ovulation as period blood. Uh, cycles also, they can vary from woman to woman. Some wo women can have shorter cycles. 
Um, that's why it's so important for us to keep a calendar of when bleeding happens, how much, how long, and track that stuff. Um, don't be a victim of your own body and <laughs> don't be a victim of your own cycles or just uh, be in charge. You know, you're the one who has the power to get a pen out, get your diary out, figure out when stuff happens. So be in charge of that. And if you're not using medical contraception, like an IUD, a pill, a patch, a ring, a shot, whatever, uh, learn to track your fertility and use condoms too. Um, and, you know, stay tuned for a future episode. We're going to talk about tracking our cycles and learning our body's cues. So last thing is myth number five, that you can't have sex on your period. So obviously, you know, we're not talking about women who choose not to for religious reasons. Um, but from a medical standpoint, there's no reason why you can't. Um, a couple of sources say that having sex can actually help with cramping. Um, because when you have an orgasm, your uterus contracts and then releases. And that release can help relieve the pain. Plus, the endorphins are pretty good. Those don't hurt either. So that's awesome. Also, having sex on your period can help relieve a headache if you get a menstrual migraine. So that's helpful. There's lots of, well, at least two that I know, two studies to back this up. And if you check out our Instagram page from our sponsor, um, Zoe Era, so our Zoe Community Instagram page, and it's spelled at Z-O-E-E-I-R-E. And you check out that page. We're going to have the links for um, all of my <laughs> internet rabbit trail, um, every place that you can go to look up the things from the podcast. So go check that out. The biggest downside is, you know, mess. Not going to sugarcoat this one. You know, blood is involved. So if blood makes you queasy, like cafe guy, then there's no shame in avoiding this type of action. Just do you. But one big tip here, if you're going to have sex during your period and you're using a tampon, please make sure to remove it first. I've personally removed a lost tampon or two from patients when I was practicing. And I'm sure people on here, you know, if you're not a blood person, you're already gagging. So I'll leave the details out. Let's just say it's not fun for anybody. Um, what are some period myths in Ireland that didn't make the list? Let me know. Send us an email. Give me a shout. And let's all keep living unshamed. Thanks for listening to Unshamed. If you like this podcast and want others to be able to easily find it, like, subscribe, and share to your social media. You can find us everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to send us a message, email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie.